Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Jane McGuire. Today we're talking with Jamie Hay about a record-breaking relay to help battle climate change. It's a, it's a hell of a relay, Jane, isn't it? It's, it's a big it's, old relay. It's a proper relay. undertaking. Yeah. 18 countries. It makes... I just... I mean, I couldn't organise a relay around my local area, let alone... It's, yeah. it's 40... How many days? 46? Uh, oh, 38? 38 days? 38 days. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. An amazing message. And I think, sort of, yeah, it is very inspiring. So Jamie's on in a second. Oh, I don't know if you know, but the London Marathon happened uh, on the weekend. <laughs> kind of a big deal, isn't it? <laughs> it's a huge deal. In, it's a huge deal in London. Um, and yeah, just starting with the elite. So in, in the men's race, uh, Kenya's Amos Kipruto won in, in a time of 2.04.39. I think the more amazing story is probably in the women's race with Ethiopia's Yelamzer Fihalo, who backed up an incredible... Um, marathon debut earlier this year by blowing apart the field at mile 24 to win in a time of 2.17.25 and I think her her mile at, uh, at mile 24 something like four minutes 43 just throwing that just down just incredible Insane, incredible running and um ex runners world podcast guest Rose Harvey number 10 oh yeah first number first 10 Brit. overall wasn't she but first Brit yeah yeah just, just an amazing story that isn't it like great. just like, sort of Amazing, yeah. Like, I think her first marathons were, like, in three hours something. So, obviously, like, a very good time. But, like, we're talking, like, you know, somebody's gone from being a good club runner to being, yeah. you know, the shining, one of the shining stars of uh, British distance running. It's Just incredible. Shows, shows what can be done. Shows yeah. what can be done. Go and listen to her episode if you haven't, listeners. She's great. Yeah, she is great. Um, you were out on the course, Jane. What did you see? I was. I was. I was at, I was at that um, that mile, just before mile 25. no. Just, okay. Yeah, just around the mile 25 mark where I feel like you enter a part of London that I've never been able to find again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when you're coming up to Big Ben and then suddenly you're in Green Park and you're like, how did I get here? So I was at that bit, um, that part of the marathon where people really question what they're doing and why. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. I absolutely I haven't been to just cheer a marathon in a long time. And it was yeah. just, the, I cried. I loved it. I loved every single second of it. But how about yeah, you? Where yeah. were you? I, I moved around a bit. So I started, I had a bizarre start this morning. So I, I spoke with um, BBC Radio London uh, oh. on that. Uh, Humble bit, brag. Nice, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just me on the radio again. Uh, but it was it was on top of, the, it was like on the Cutty Sark, like on the boat. Okay. Like on the main deck. So I was like, on oh, the you main were on deck. the boat? I was actually on the boat. And it's an amazing view. Like, you, you know, I had like sort of vantage point of looking down at like, um, because the runners, like, 
it's around mile six or seven, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Route. And he goes round the boat, and I was like, oh, this is this is incredible. But then after about an hour, I was like, this is incredible. But I'm actually sort of on my own here. Oh, you watching... were just you on the boat. Well, there was there was like the the, the radio team, but I didn't right. really have any mates. So I was kind of yeah. after I was like, as kind of quirky as this is. Like the marathon happens on the streets, do you know what I mean? In every in every sense, and I'm just sort of <laughs> sort of up here looking down. And I yeah. Uh, so I left. So I left the ship. I left the ship at that point, and I went to um, mile twenty three. And it was quite funny because at mile six, everyone running through Kite Sark looks brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. And they're having the time of their life. And I was like, sign me up for a marathon. But I think you should almost have to go to mile 20 something before yeah. signing up for a marathon because that shows the reality of the race where you're like this is actually what the marathon becomes so it's not all going to be like mile six so it was a it was good to get both perspectives of it yeah just the best day london on marathon day is something else and hopefully hopefully in april and um our our well andy dixon he did all right didn't he run as well run as well zone yeah, three thirty-three. I think. I think that's what he was. He went for pretty, pretty even splits. Um, uh, so yeah, I think he'll be pretty happy with that. And then Joe Mackey, who uh, is a deputy editor, he ran Berlin and then he ran London on Sunday. Um, yeah, he's sort of pacing, pacing his his mate around uh, London. He said it, it was very enjoyable. But uh, there you go. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was great. Great to be great to be um, seeing it again. And congratulations to everyone who took part. Guest of the week. Sometimes on the phone Could be an athlete Could be a physio Or a complete unknown So we're joined today by Jamie Hay, the co-founder of Running Out of Time Relay. So Jamie, welcome to the Runners World Podcast. Great to have you on. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, lovely to be here. Can we start then just by um, letting our listeners know what is the Running Out of Time Relay all about and what's it trying to achieve? Yeah, sure. So... The Running Out of Time Relay is a 7,767-kilometre non-stop relay from Glasgow, Scotland to Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt. And um, and the reason for those two locations is that uh, Glasgow is the host city of COP26 um, and Sharm el-Sheikh is the host city of uh, COP27. And so this is uh, a, a relay that is... Um, has a baton which contains a message on climate action and uh and we are yeah as i say running 24 hours a day uh for 38 days um i should say running cycling and sailing um and the the whole aim is to to get this baton from a to b without the use of fossil fuels wow and i mean rick we've tried to organize some runners world relays in our time (laughs) i say we you have (laughs) How does that work? How hard is that to organise? Because we couldn't do it around the M25, let alone... <laughs> like, what? Did you just look at a map? How did you do that? Yeah, well, we've... Um, so we, we started, uh, you know, doing these relays in uh, 2013, actually, as a, um, as a reaction to the Boston Marathon bombings. So uh, uh, my uh, friend Danny and I, we, uh, we saw what had taken place there and wanted to do something as a kind of act of solidarity. Um, so we organised a, a non-stop relay from Los Angeles to Boston. Um, and that's kind of where we got the bug for it. You know, the, the relays are a great way of having lots of people take, take part um, whilst everyone still feels like they've got their own moment within it. And, um, and it's a great way to unite people uh, behind a common cause and mission. Um, so, so it's been a lot of fun. So we've been doing them for, yeah, say, nine years. This is by far, this is a different ball game. You know, this is by far the most complex that we've ever had to do. Multiple 
Uh, we go to 18 countries, multiple languages, cultures, geopolitics. Um, so yeah, it's taken, I think, about nine months of, of planning to get to this point. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And where, where is the relay currently? Because it's, it's, it left, it sort of started on Friday, right? Is that right? Yeah, we launched in, uh, in Glasgow on Friday um, from Sunnyside uh, Primary School. So they were great. They, um, they, they stepped in at the last minute. We were due to have two and a half thousand kids uh, launch on Glasgow Green. But uh, unfortunately, it was torrential rain, <laughs> 45 mile an hour winds. And we thought, you know, we'll have kids blown halfway to Orkney if we, uh, if we do that. So we had to unfortunately cancel uh, 24 hours before before. Um, we were due to take part in Glasgow Green, so we, we you know, Sunnyside stepped in. They, the three, three of the children there, came up with the message in the baton, which is really lovely. And then, so they ran through the sports hall um, with all their friends, sort of cheering them on as the sort of, to symbolise the start of the relay. And um, and from there, we've uh, we've been down through uh, to Carlisle, uh, then down to Liverpool last night, um, and I think currently it's somewhere around. Uh, by the end of today, it's around Nottingham area. Um, but yeah, it's, it's live on our website. There's a GPS tracker in the baton. Um, it's, uh, so yeah, if you, if you go to the website, it's runningoutoftime.com, but with hyphens between the, the words, uh, forward slash map, and you can see uh, the baton in real time. Brilliant. That's yeah, like the ultimate map. Um, dot watching that, Jay. You could be dot watching for over a month. <laughs> and what is what is the message in the in the baton? Is it is it a physical baton that you're going to open? Like, what, Or can people read the message? Or is it a secret? What's deal with that yeah so um the messages on the website we're uh, encouraging people to to go on and um sort of show their support for it so i think about a quarter of a million people have now done that which is really exciting um the message is calling for quality climate education for all and it's really focused around uh, providing you know the funding policies um training needed for um for young people and teachers so yeah the kids did a an amazing job of coming up with it um, and so that is on a scroll that's uh, inside uh, part of the baton so um, it's English one side Arabic on the other and um, it won't get opened until we get to to Egypt where uh, a school in Sharm el-Sheikh is um, going to read it out to world leaders. Wow. wow so it's pretty powerful isn't it so can we talk about some of the run routes because it goes through 18 countries I believe um, yeah I mean, presumably there's sort of mountain ranges, deserts. Let's talk about some of the terrain. What what's some of the highlights or maybe the most challenging parts on route? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we go, um, I mean, where do we start? So <laughs> um, a lot of it's challenging. We we go over the uh, Austrian-Italian Alps. Um, so that's uh, to, at the top of there. We're, we're, um, uh, we're, we're looking at a glacier that's um, basically sort of being destroyed by uh, by the rate of global warming so um, that's a really challenging but also beautiful part um, we go down to uh, Venice we go across uh, a lot of the Balkans countries um, we've got uh, sort of quite desert terrain in the uh, southern part of Israel in the Sinai um, so yeah it's, it's we've got you know from forests to, to glaciers to deserts um, we are sailing across the channel we're sailing across the Mediterranean. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a bit of everything really. I'd rather have the, the Mediterranean bit personally. And um, what, <laughs> did you find all these runners or are people volunteering or can people join in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So no, right now anyone, can, anyone listening can, you know, uh, go to the website, see where it is, um, see what stages 
uh, are left and if they'd like to join one um, and it is yeah it is, it's open to to just the general public so we've got uh, I think 736 individual stages most are about 10 kilometers long um, but they do vary and um, uh, anyone sort of in in the area can just go on and, and join a stage and um, more than one person can do a stage so it's uh, yeah it's been amazing I think the the thing that always astounds me with when we've done these relays is um, you know you've got people who will turn up at 2 a.m you know on a, on a Wednesday and in the middle of nowhere and they will you know have put their faith in 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 us and, and all the runners before them that um, you know are working to get that baton to them and then for their 10 kilometers they know that all the runners yet to come are relying on them to complete their stage so you've got this great kind of sense of jeopardy with it as well um, that if any single one of these people doesn't show up then the whole thing falls apart um, so it really is you know requires real collaboration unity um, to, to make it happen you're sat in a lovely house on a sofa are you you're not on the relay now are you joining any bits of the relay yeah so I, I was with it for the first few days um then I came back home and uh, I'm running on Wednesday and then rejoining it Friday where we're in the Reading area um through to uh the Saturday and Sunday so on Saturday the 8th we're in London um and then we run down to Dover um so yeah joining bits and bobs we've got a support crew that um are a team of four they follow the entire thing um so they're you know they're, they're the dream team we've got um emily mike abby and james they've all got you know a specific role in that car um and uh yeah so that they play a vital part of getting this thing from a to b have you had any famous runners well-known runners um sign up to take part yeah so we had uh I think well, Jasmine Paris um, took part, took some of the, the late night stages, Damien Hall's uh, taking part later on. Um, but it's been a real mix from, uh, you know, from kids to presidents taking part. So um, we've got, I think, the president of Slovenia taking part, prime minister of Cyprus. Um, yeah, so it's been fascinating sort of seeing all these people just discover it and, um, yeah, and want to help move it along. And the idea of, so the back to the message, the idea is we educate kids about climate change and we teach more about climate change in schools yeah that's part of it i mean there's so many um countries that are doing so much in terms of the the curriculum i think the big challenge that we've got is that um you know young people are not necessarily often put at the forefront of the conversation around climate change so that's a, a real um a really important aspect of it you know climate change is going to affect them more than anyone um, so they'll have to live with it um, longer than us and um, and so it's really sort of looking at how you know we can put in place a consistent uh, educational kind of curriculum uh, for all, all, all countries um, to yeah have the proper funding and policy changes that need to take place to support that so one of the things that that um, we're striving to do is when we get to Egypt you know we'll have visited Hundreds of schools will have uh, we're visiting over 100 climate action projects along the way as well. So we're kind of celebrating all the work that these amazing people are doing and these amazing schools are doing. And then arriving in Egypt in a way that we're hoping world leaders can't ignore. You know, this is a 38-day you know, non-stop challenge where we've taken this message from from Glasgow to Egypt, so that hopefully they will uh, 
want to listen to it and um, and respect what's been done. And um, and then during COP, we're showcasing it um, within the pavilions. And um, and we've also got an event on the 14th of November, um, which one of our partners, Fee and UNESCO, are hosting. So they'll use the baton to kind of tell that story and hopefully get as many world leaders in that room as possible to make some real change happen. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Why do you think the relays are a powerful symbol or, or, or convey a powerful message i think so i think it's um it is powerful when you you know i ran a stage um the fifth stage so it's quite early on um but you know when you're running that stage you kind of realize the the weight of expectation on on your shoulders you know you're carrying this symbol that um you know so many other people are waiting to hold or so many people have, have you know put the literal sweat and tears into um to getting it to you and so you know you understand that people have run through the night to to make sure this baton reaches your stage and um as i said earlier it's kind of this feeling of uh togetherness and kind of unity that you know you're kind of bonded by this thing um in in a weird way and um so i think that has fantastic power um you know i love taking part in, in event in running events but um you know, in them, I'm, I'm sort of one of one of many. Whereas, you know, with this event, you know, you you do have that special moment where you are at the heart of it, um, which is, I think, is really unique. And why yeah, why running? Obviously, when you're crossing the channel, are you, when we say sailing, do you mean you're not like on a? Are you rowing a boat? Like, yeah. well, you know, is it, or are you just yeah, like so... jumping on like a like a cruise? <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, the, the whole um, the baton never gets moved by fossil fuels. So right. um, we when we get to uh, Dover, we're actually going to then cycle to Folkestone, where um, Folkestone Rowing Club are going to row it out to um, Conrad Coleman. So Conrad owns a uh, he's a he's a racing uh, a sailor and. Uh, 
I'm not in the boating world, so I've probably butchered that phrase. <laughs> but um, he, so he's uh, offered to take one of the crew. Um, so we'll row one of the crew out to his boat because his boat couldn't be docked uh, because it's the, the sort of uh, sense you can't have your sail up at Dover port. So he has to stay out in the waters. Um, so he, we're going to row the baton with one of the sport crew out to him. Uh, they might have to swim a couple of meters out to his boat and then get in the boat. He will sail it to Calais and then we'll do the same the other side where it'll then get um, rowed into Calais port. Um, and then when we get to Athens, um, we've a trimaran that the crew will jump on. Um, and this trimaran is a racing trimaran. It's one of the fastest sailboats on the planet. Um, so they'll be sailed to Cyprus. And then from there, they'll run a bit of Cyprus and then later that day, they'll be um, uh, back on the boat sailing from uh, Cyprus to Israel. And wow. wh- why running? Like you could have cycled this, I guess, in 20 days, not 40 or something. But why, why yeah, running? Yeah. Why do you think that's important? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's important to us as organisers. You know, we, um, we love running. It's, um, you know, I think the combination's quite nice. We do have some say, uh, cycling um, within it. Uh, it literally wouldn't be possible to get from A to B in the time needed. Um, but yeah, I think there's something really special about running in terms of that. Um, you also get a lot more people involved. So by having the 10 kilometre stages, if we'd cycled it, you know, you, you'd find that you could have one cyclist that could do a whole, <laughs> you know, cycle for, for half a day. Um, so it brings a certain amount of... Uh, yeah sort of um pain involved in terms of you know that that you know sort of blood sweat and tears that goes into the running side um so yeah it's it's always been a part of of everything we've done um this is actually the first event where we are introducing a little bit of cycling so historically it's always been running for us were there any parts of the relay any legs that were hardest to fill i'm thinking like the cypress leg that sounds pretty good i bet that was like a bun fight for cypress but like was like 2 a.m wolf infested uh, part of Europe uh, was it was there any was there anyone that was like particularly hard to get people to do it well that's great so um, well there's still stages available so you know in in um, you know uh, Montenegro and Albania we're working to like recruit people out there um, in in the UK um, Wales has actually been quite challenging uh, a little bit um, so we've got some uh, stages that took a long time to fill uh, just above Swansea um, I think part of it is the time, you know, you know, not many people want to get up at one or two in the morning. And um, uh, especially what we found with these relays is there's a kind of psychology to the sign up process. So no one really wants to put their name, be the first name on the sheet when they've no idea if anyone's for 30 miles either side is going to be able to bring the baton to them or if they've got anyone to pass it to. So you find there's kind of, it, it just builds real momentum as people kind of put their faith in it and, and put their name down for a stage in the middle of nowhere. And then you see it fill up either side of them. What happens if it doesn't fill up? Is that <laughs> the support team, those four Jamie, guys? Jamie's getting, Jamie's getting back out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, off to exactly. Swansea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, that's the way it's been, it's been working. We've not, um, we've not had anyone drop out that we've not been able to replace so far. Um, but um, that, that's always the worry is that someone will drop out last minute. So we um, in that scenario is a case of so yesterday we had um, we did have uh, a, a dropout where um, it was it was in uh, witness to Warrington. And so everyone was on 
on a set on Sunday after lunchtime on the phone to every running club within about a 20 mile radius trying to get hold of um was you know stalking people on Instagram finding runners um and just ringing around everyone we could and thankfully uh, a, a guy called Mark stepped forward and, and filled it filled the gap for us but um yeah that tends to be how it works you know we try and just lean into the communities in the area try and see if someone will take it um and then worst case is that the support crew step in other than getting the baton safely to Egypt what what would kind of qualify as success for this what do you want to kind of what would you love to come out of this relay yeah I think um that's a good question the um the the policies that some of the the partners are changing they're asking for um and and the, the things that they want to change are real measurable things so you know in six months time you know hopefully we can look back on it and say yes we got this bat into Egypt but it and as well as that it um it made real change happen so that you know the education of tens of millions of children has now been changed that would be really cool um there's a documentary being made of the project so um you know as people participate they might notice the documentary team at different stages um inside the car we've got uh james laval who's a um a filmmaker he works he's done work with national geographic and discovery channel so he's following the whole journey um and we're working with a production company called redwood who are producing a documentary so you know at some point next year that will be released and and hopefully that will have a a a, a really important impact as well and a bit of legacy to it so yeah i think those are kind of two of the things that would be great to see happen um but yeah right now i'd just be happy for it to get to egypt (laughs) (laughs) Joe, thanks so much for, for coming on the Runners World podcast talking about the running out of time relay. If people want to find out more about it, let us know. Can you let us know the website again just now? Yeah, it's um, running out of time.com. Um, so, yeah, or we're on social media at Climate Relay. So, um, I really encourage people to go and check it out. It's, um, yeah, we're, we're posting live sort of every few minutes from what's happening uh, on the road. And, um, yeah, and hopefully those listening, if you're interested, we'd love you to be a part of it. Great. Jamie, thanks again for your time. That's brilliant. Very welcome. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our guest, Jamie Hay, and to you, of course, for listening. You can once again subscribe to three issues of Runners World for just £5. Head to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash Podcast to get this offer. And don't forget, you can listen to the Runners World UK podcast on Acast, iTunes, or your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK and please do subscribe. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.